0: Welcome back to another episode of the MLB Marathon Podcast. Alongside Noah, I'm Jake, taking you throughout the rest of more off-season discussion because, you know, we can't get enough of the MLB season when it's in-season, so we talk about it out-of-season as well. So we thank everybody for joining us on Spotify Live for tonight's discussion. Really, tonight what we're going to be talking about is uh, some moves that were already made around the baseball world. Uh, One trade, the rest, um, free agents, I believe, And then we're also going to go down our shopping list of free agents and try to match them up or where we see fit. So without further ado, Noah, are you ready? Ready as I'll be there, pal. And I want to put it out there that if you're listening on Spotify Live and if you have a question, you need to make an account to do this. Um, So if you have a question, make your account. It takes about five minutes. You might have to confirm it through email, but you'll be back in plenty of time to ask your question. So uh, that's just how the things are. Um, So, yeah. With that being said, we had some moves, Noah, around the MLB. Um, There were some minor league moves that really we won't resurface, but some major ones. Um, Edwin Diaz returns to the New York Mets on a five-year deal. Rightfully deserved, in my opinion. Anthony Rizzo is back in the Bronx. Uh, Nick Anderson and Robert Suarez involved in the past couple of weeks. Anderson heads to Atlanta after being with Tampa Bay. And Robert Suarez uh is staying with San Diego um Jock Peterson returns to San Francisco and Tyler Anderson I think and we'll touch on this a little bit later uh probably some of the one of the more surprising moves of the offseason so far uh he returns he goes to the S- Los Angeles Angels doesn't opt to go back to the Dodgers and he accepts a 3 year deal and again this is spawning off a great season for him um So I'll I'll ask probably the top question I think uh, that's on everybody's mind. We'll start with Tyler Anderson. Was this a fair enough deal for him? Or did the Angels maybe pull the trigger a little too soon on signing Anderson just off his stats alone? Because if you look back in recent years, Anderson hasn't been like, you know, the pitcher that we saw last year with the Dodgers. Uh, So I'm going to open the floor. Uh, Noah can go first if you want to chime in, if you're in the audience. You can feel free to ask to speak and uh, we will bring you up whenever Noah is done giving his thoughts. So Tyler Anderson to the angels, good deal, bad deal.
1: So this is no disrespect to Tyler Anderson whatsoever. I mean, he had a, he had a great year in 2022, but from my standpoint, I think it was a bad deal for the angels and a really good deal for him. Um, He cashed in. He's getting a little over 13 million a year, Uh, three years of security. Um, I, I just, he played in in LA with a lot of really good run support, really good defense, which I think kept his ERA down you know, below two point six. I believe it was two point five seven. Um I, I just I don't see him repeating. I mean, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong for for his sake and for the Angels' sake, because you know, the Angels really need pitching. That's something they've lacked for years and years, and and you know, that's kind of why we say time and time again that Mike Trout's career is is kind of being wasted and, and now Shohei Otani's. So um, you know, I, I, I think it was a really good deal for Anderson and, and kind of a bad deal for the angels, but like I said, I,
0: yeah, I kind of agree. Like, obviously it's a good deal for Anderson. His career hasn't been the best, um, at least in recent years, like I said, last year with the Dodgers was probably, uh, I would say probably the best in his career, obviously turned things around back in 2021 with the pirates before being shipped off to, um, Uh, I believe, I forget where exactly he went to, but either way, he was traded from the Pirates. Um, And then that's sort of when his career really took off. But for the Angels, I'm very shocked. I really feel like that out of a strong or decent, I don't want to say strong, maybe a decent starting pitching market this year, signing Anderson, it was a good move, but I think for that much, they're kind of banking way too much on what he did last year. And something tells me that's going to come back to bite him. Like you said, Noah, he... Uh, he really hasn't had, you know, the greatest track record. So for the Angels to put all their chips on Anderson is, to me, a little surprising. And I thought maybe they would have maybe a, a one- to two-year deal I could see. Uh, but three years, I think that's banking on Anderson way too much, especially if he doesn't get that strong defensive support like he did in Los Angeles. Well, with the Dodgers, I should say. And with that you know potent offense around him, uh, it's probably going to make Anderson look you know, revert back to the way he was when he was with the Pirates, when he was with uh, the Giants, and then those years beforehand. I I just – it puzzles me that they signed him to this kind of deal. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure. Hopefully it works out for him, and hopefully it works out for the Angels. You always want a good underdog story to come out on top, but, you know, I I don't know about this. I feel like it's – you know, we obviously have to wait and see, you know, how good he does this coming season if, you know, he can be that – you know, maybe not so much a focal point on the Angels and their building up process, but I don't know. We'll see uh, how that comes. We got a couple questions from uh, the uh, chat forum here, the text chat forum. Uh, Let's start with the first one that we got from Halal K. Halal, thank you so much for the question. Uh, What are you hearing that the Yankees will do? Uh, I'm going to mix a cynical response into this as well as a truthful response. They're going to spend. Obviously, they're going to keep adding, trying to, you know, be that powerhouse in the MLB like they did over the course of well, how many seasons? <laughs> but, um, you know, I could, I don't know. No, I strongly feel like maybe we could see them sign a guy like Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts. Maybe um, <laughs> there's some chatter saying Judge. I think Judge is a lock to return to the Bronx. I don't know how you feel, but I, I really think they're going to try to sign a big middle infield piece and re-sign Judge, I think that's probably their big two tasks. What do you think? The- so I think it's going to be one or the other. Um, so if if they
1: don't retain Judge, they're going to go sign a Trey Turner or, you know, one of those guys. Um, but if they do sign Judge, I really just don't think they're going to have the cap space to be able to uh, to go and get one of those guys. And, and I think Judge is obviously their number one priority right now. And I just... I, I think they're and en- they're going to end up getting that done, and I just I don't see anything huge outside of that, um, unless you know they go and get like a mid-tier rotation piece, like bringing back James and Tyon or or what have you. But I, I just I can't see them doing a lot outside of Judge.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. I, I I strongly believe that even if they do sign Judge. You know, they're not completely out of the free agent market or even trade market throughout the offseason. You and I both know this. We've seen it for years. Even since we started MLB Marathon with Matt, the Yankees will do anything they can to win, and that means they're going to break the bank no matter what. Uh, Believe, if anything, the luxury tax is somewhat irrelevant to the Yankees. Um, So, I, I mean, I feel like maybe contradictory a little bit to what you said, you know, you think that they sign Judge, they're out. I feel like if they sign Judge, they're still going to continue to go on. Um, I, I don't know. I think it could go either way with that. Uh, but I really think they're going to try to add a little bit more middle infield pieces, especially with a star such as, um, you know, like I said, Turner or Bogarts. But that's, you know, something for another day. Uh, we'll get to another question from Sports Update here in a second. But I really want to follow that up with a hot take. And we usually save hot takes for the end. But I think this is a little too interesting to save for the end judge signs with Texas no what are your thoughts on that uh
1: yeah no shot um you know I, I like the idea of the hot take but Texas needs pitching man I mean they they, they dumped all that money into Seager and Semien last year so they're they're not going to go out and and dump another you know 30 plus million a year contract into a hitter they're they're going to do it into somebody like you know DeGrom or Rodon or Chris Bassett or, or somebody like that but uh, I, I, I like the idea that you're going for there, but I I just, I.
0: Yeah, I, I really couldn't either, because I think the Tex, I think the Rangers are trying to develop their young outfield depth. Adoles Garcia, I think, has been a, you know, a standalone point to try to prove that. Um, definitely not off the table, because the Rangers seem like they're definitely trying to uh, win sooner than later. And, you know, we've seen a lot of crazy things in the MLB offseason. They could go after him, but you never know uh i'm with you noah i think they need more pitching than anything and we'll get to that a little bit later in our show but um (laughs) said such a rangers move yeah kind of but you know it is what it is we'll see what they do um you talked about the giants a little bit noah and that you know corresponds to a question we got in the chat from sports update what are you hearing as far as who the giants are interested in
1: so obviously you know you have uh aaron judge who is from Northern California. There's been a lot of speculation there, and uh, I, I think they're going to end up being one of the finalists for Judge. Um, and then we also heard Kenley Jansen, uh, you know, longtime Dodgers closer, spent all of last year with the Braves, had a really nice year. Um, you know, the Giants could use some pitching for sure, whether that's in the bullpen or the rotation, because they could potentially be losing Rodon, and uh, that that would just be a really good move for them to do. Um, other than that, I mean, they got Peterson back, which was huge for them, in my opinion. Um, I think that they should be in the market for one of the shortstops, for sure. Um, and, and whether that's if they lose out on Judge, because I think ultimately they probably will. I, I think Judge is destined to go back to New York. But um, I, I think Dansby Swanson is is a really good candidate to play there. I, I think he's a perfect fit there. Um, and. he he would kind of buy into what they're trying to do, you know, and, and Gabe Kapler really big numbers guy and, and big on defense. And I think Swanson would be really good to kind of take over shortstop and, and take some of the, uh, the hurt off of Brandon.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I'm trying to search up the, uh, Giants roster right now, uh, to see exactly, you know, what kind of holes they need to fill. Let's look at the 40 man, um, Pitching kind of stands out to me. I think that they're going to bring Rodon back. I feel like they they'd be stupid not to. But I do agree it's either Judge or really a middle infield piece. Let's look at it right now. They got Brandon Crawford who's probably going to handle second base or shortstop, excuse me. Um I would imagine it's a competition uh between Wilmer Flores or Marco Luciano for second base. That I don't think you can really let go or sort of Uh, Rely on. And then you also have JD Davis, who came over from the Mets at the trade deadline, probably going to play third base. Wouldn't particularly imagine that they're going to go with that sort of look, especially if they're in a win now mode. Um, I would say this I I feel like if it's Judge, then they're probably going to try to be a little bit more bargain shopping or bargain shoppers after that because I I don't know what their financial situation looks like, but something tells me they're not going to try to. You know, live up to the Yankees' potential in terms of matching payroll or trying to get close to that. But I definitely feel like if they're in on Judge, they're going to try to be more bargain shoppers. If not, they're going to spread that wealth that they would use for Judge on guys like Trey Turner, um, Bogarts. Um, trying to think of some others off the top of my head. Um, but, I, I, I mean, those are just the two names that really stick to me um i feel like in the outfield well they brought back mike yastrzemski so i feel like they're going to try to utilize him a little bit more jock peterson obviously bringing him back uh they could opt to use austin slater or helio ramos to try and do that you know try to get those young guys along with peterson out there a little bit more not entirely sure that that's what they're going to do but really in short i feel like it's a hodgepodge of what the giants can do really it's you know, it's one of those interactive games. You make this decision, then these are the choices that you have after that. Whereas, if you pick decision B, this is the road you're going to take. I feel like if I'm them, yeah, I want to be a home run hitter, no pun intended, trying to get Judge. But I'd also try to stack a lot of star talent with that money that I could use for Judge, and try to get other players to maybe pack the middle infield, add a little bit more veteran leadership, a little bit, or maybe even be even be part of the uh, starting pitching sweepstakes, which we'll get to in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason for what the San Francisco Giants do. I definitely feel like they're going to bring back Radon no matter what. Um, but, again, we'll see what they do. Maybe they even add, you know, two more outfield pieces and move Jock Peterson maybe to a full-time DH role. But uh, I guess we'll see what they do, uh, you know, down the road. Um, talk about some other moves that went on. Anthony Rizzo was brought back to New York. I think that's a solid move for the Yankees. I definitely feel like that, you know, it matches what they want to do. They liked what Rizzo did. And I, I feel like their first base situation was handled pretty well by, um, by New York. What are your thoughts on them? I think it was inevitable.
1: Uh, You know, Rizzo fits in really nicely with that lineup and with that clubhouse. And um, I, I I think he really relates to the fans there as well. Um, I, I, I just, I thought it was a move that they had to make and he, that short portion right at Yankee Stadium. I mean, he he clobbers the ball there, so uh, just a really good fit. I couldn't really see him going anywhere else. And I know it was rumored that the Astros were were making him a priority, but that's not happening now. So, um, kudos to the Yankees for getting that done and not letting him fall to you know a, a rival like the.
0: Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, there was a lot of talk that the Astros. I, I believe it was the Astros that were really high on Rizzo, and I think that kind of move things a little bit quicker for Anthony Rizzo because I think before those rumors surfaced that, you know, Rizzo was I think number 1 on the Astros' wish list, we didn't really hear much about the Yankees. It was really a lot of him and hawn about it. Uh, but then once they heard those rumors that hey, the Astros are definitely interested in getting Rizzo, we got to take action right now because we need we need Rizzo back at first base. We have that short porch in right field which he can dominate, decimate. So this is our only chance. We got to we got to do whatever we can to bring him back and make sure he's a Yankee next year and in pinstripes. So I think it's a smart move for New York. I think that the rumors from the Astros kind of kick themselves a little bit, but hey, kudos to the uh, New York Yankees for, you know, making things a little bit better over at, the, at over at the first base corner. Let's stay on the first base corner a little bit. And I want to talk about a trade that happened with my favorite team, the pirates. I know how can anybody think the pirates are their favorite team? Uh, but as a lifelong fan, I want to talk about a little bit about the trade that they made. They, a couple of weeks ago, they acquired G man Choi from the rays in exchange for right-handed pitcher, Jack Hartman, who was a later round pick. Actually, I think he was picked in 2020 in the middle, uh, middle to ending rounds. I know it was adjusted back in 2020. So I think they got him in one of the final rounds. Um, so a one for one deal. It covers a need for the pirates. That's a little bit more pitching depth for the rays and cuts their payroll a little bit. Um, before I air my thoughts, I want to give you the floor to talk about uh, G Man Choi. Now,
1: I love it. I love the move. Um, the Pirates had to make a move to, you know, show the fans that we're not laying down. We're still going to at least try to put some competitive players on the field. And, and Choi was a fan favorite in, in Tampa Bay. I, I, I see it being the same exact effect in Pittsburgh. I mean, the the fans in Pittsburgh really relate to the players, like. Almost unlike anything I've seen from any other teams. I mean, the Pirates fans treat the players like they're a part of their family. Like, it's it's crazy. And you wouldn't really understand that until you went to a game there or you understood the Pirates baseball culture. But um, I, I think Choi's going to fit in really nicely there. I think he's going to hit, you know, maybe 15, 20 home runs for him. And I, I do think it's possible that if he does have a good you know, first half of his season, he may become a trade candidate. That seems like kind of what the Pirates are trying to do lately. I mean, they did it with Quintana and when they traded him to St. Louis. So, um, I think that's definitely a possibility, but for now, it it definitely fills a big hole over at first base. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. All
0: right. So we'll, let's start with, it fills the need. I am definitely all for the fact that the Pirates now have a true first baseman and don't have to rely on the likes of, um, I'm trying to think of the carousel first baseman from last year. We had um, Michael Chavis, who, in my opinion, wasn't terrible, but he wasn't an everyday starter, especially on a winning team. Um, I thought he was a great clubhouse presence. He could, you know, hit well sometimes. Fielding was great, uh, but again, not your normal guys you see at first base. <clears throat> let's let's get it out there. Josh Van Meter, he was terrible. Um, Yoshi Sutsugo, uh not the greatest after signing a one-year. Reprove it deal, I want to say. Um, so I like it the fact that we actually have a true first baseman here now. But the thing is, um, I, I don't agree wholeheartedly that uh, he'll be traded at the deadline because I think Charrington, despite what he says, really wants people to uh, believe that they're trying to build back up now. Obviously, it's uh, kind of hard to, I guess, talk about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely not out of the picture. Maybe if they get like a blown away by a deal or something, but I feel like he's going to be the true first baseman this year. Now, the thing that scares me is like, so last year, you know, we thought Yoshi Sutsugo after dominant second half with the pirates, he was going to be brought back and, you know, tear it up, but no, he didn't. And that's my thing is like, you know, do we trust G man to get the job done? Um, especially with the shift being banned. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, the numbers actually worked in his favor with the shift, and now they take it away. It might actually work against him. Um, But again, I love his defense. I love what, um, you know, I I feel like he's definitely an upgrade over the guys that we have had. I hope that he is here throughout the rest rest of the season, and then we bring him back for another year. Let's get back to the uh, guests. We got invited by uh, Seth. He has a question for us. Seth, welcome to MLB Marathon's podcast. I see by your uh, PFP that you are a Cardinals fan, so I'm sure that your car- your question might relate to the Cardinals. If not, what- uh, yes. Uh, what moves do you guys see the Cardinals making? Okay, uh, Noah, do you want to go first? So
1: I think they could go a, a lot of different avenues here. I mean, I've heard Carlos Rodon as a possibility there because they could definitely use some more pitching. Um, I think a shortstop would be really good for them, but I don't know if they want to break the bank like that because they're not typically that active on the free agent market, especially lately. I mean, they uh they made the trade for Arenado, made the trade for Goldschmidt, immediately extended Goldschmidt. So, I mean, it's not like they won't spend money, but I, I think they definitely need a shortstop. And and I actually made this this comment to one of my friends recently that Dansby Swanson's a really good fit there. Xander Bogarts is a really good fit there. Um but I, I just I don't see it happening. So I think they're probably gonna have make some smaller moves, but I don't really see anything groundbreaking. But I, I even though I think they should make a groundbreaking move, if that makes
0: sense. they're in prime position, in my opinion, to kind of just either keep the solid core they got last year and add maybe one or two pieces to it. Um I'm looking at the team stats right now and the Cardinals rank tenth both in pitching and hitting, so it's not like they're in dire need of one area or the other. I could definitely see them adding to the pitching court because right now I think they have a solid offense. They have solid defense. Got Arenado and Goldschmidt. Um, Pitching-wise, you got Wayno coming back, which isn't a bad thing per se, but considering he's getting up there in age, uh, might be aging like fine wine, but really Father Time can catch up with anybody. I could see him going after somebody like maybe Noah Syndergaard who can add some veteran presence to the uh, starting rotation, maybe some Carlos Rodan, maybe. Um, If they're really adventurous, I'm not saying this is going to happen and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up, but if they're feeling really adventurous, they can get somebody like maybe Justin Verlander, who's coming off a very dominant year, and you know maybe even Degrom if they're willing to cough up the money. But right now, in my opinion, I feel like they're going to add the starting market. Um, trying to look right now at some of the other guys according to Spot Track, who um, are available on the starting wire, but um, I definitely see them making a high end move in terms of getting a starting pitcher. So, uh, what do you tell us? What you think that the Cardinals should do this offseason from a fan? Um. Well, I definitely think that we'll adjust the catching area because that's like what we – the uh, president of baseball. But other than that, I don't really see us doing much. In order to – I really think we should. I think we have pieces that we need to see what they can do. I think Jordan Walker might play a, a vital role, and I I think O'Neal deserves another chance to see what we got. Maybe go out and get like a Michael Brantley and Wilson Contreras. That's a really good point, and I'm I'm glad you brought up the um, the the catching position because I, I I it honestly went over my head that Yachty retires. I'm just I think I'm just so used to him Pujols and Wayno coming back, and the fact that Wayno come back. I think it just you know it, it escaped my mind that him and Pujols both came back. But I could definitely see them signing Wilson Contreras, going to an interdivisional rival, and maybe adding a little bit of you know bringing to the Cardinals that offensive power. Great glove on defense. He's a great defensive catcher, so I really like what I see from him. And I think he would definitely fill the shoes of Yachty very well. Plus having that interdivisional connection, um, I, I think that could work to the Cardinals advantage because then you can sort of know, you know, what do the Cubs bring to the table in terms of, you know, and in, in every everyday lineup, what are some of their tendencies? And you've got that probably from probably the best defensive catcher, if not one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. Noah, what are your thoughts on Wilson Contreras? Going to- um,
1: see, I, I think there might be some smoke to it, but If the Cardinals are going to sign a catcher, I think it's going to be more like a Christian Vasquez or an Omar Narvaez. I I just don't see it being Wilson. Um, And I I think Wilson ultimately wants to stay in Chicago, and I think they want him to stay there as well. So I I, I really, until it happens, I can't really see Contreras going anywhere else but Chicago. So um, I'm going to shoot that one down, and I'm going to say, you know, uh, Christian Vasquez or Omar
0: Narvaez, to. All right. That's perfect. Seth, thanks so much for uh, asking your question. If you have any final thoughts, let us know now. Um, nope. Uh, pleasure. Let me speak. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great night. You as well, my man. Take care. All right. I want to thank Seth so much again. If you have any, if you have a question for us, feel free to request to speak. Uh, we'll be you know taking anybody who wants to ask a question or have a comment about who they think is going to go somewhere in free agency um we'll be taking that now uh so yeah and again to those listening after the fact you can join us for spotify live we'll try to get one every sunday and we'll also tweet out the link so you can join in on the live discussion as well maddie fry wants to say something matt what's going on guys nothing much what's up yeah i just wanted to know uh where you guys thought aaron judge would be going this off season we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier in the discussion I think right now the consensus is it's either San Francisco or um, back to New York. I feel like – I think the Yankees are working out a big deal for them. But, again, I feel like San Francisco is in that sneaky win-now mode. So um, I I feel like that those two are the possibilities in my head. Noah, I forget what you said. Can you just sort of –
1: Yeah, I I basically said the same thing. Um, I I said basically the only other team that would really give the Yankees a run for their money is is San Francisco and maybe the Dodgers um, based on need. But I, I just, I can't see him really going anywhere else but New York at this time. So, uh, yeah, judge back to the Yankees.
0: Well, I mean, I can't complain about that response. Um, but have you guys talked about any underrated free agents that maybe most of us aren't thinking about? A guy like Michael Conforto or, you know, even a guy like, um, there's so many that we just aren't talking about because of the, you know, the free agent class that is so, you know, highlighted every, every in every day. We haven't yet. Uh, we're actually still recapping some of the moves that were already made in the offseason so far, so we'll get to the free agents in a little bit. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of the episode. I'll be in touch. Thanks, dude. All right, so I guess that's a good segue. Let's talk about some of the free agents that we have. Let's talk about some of the, um, I guess, more of the underrated so ones. Noah. Let me- be,
1: be, before that, let's, let's not forget about the big deal between uh, – The Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. I think this is flying under the radar for a lot of people. Teoscar Hernandez going over to the Seattle Mariners, which was a big shock to me because he has been a really big offensive piece for the uh, the Blue Jays for a while. And the Blue Jays are getting Eric Swanson, fireballing relief pitcher. I mean, had an amazing year for Seattle last year. So – um, you know, I, I think it was it was pretty mutually beneficial for both teams. I mean, you know, the Blue Jays got a reliever that they very desperately needed, and it showed the postseason. And the Mariners got an impact power bat, so uh, big.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. I think you know that's probably the biggest trade of the off season so far. Um, I think it's a win for Seattle, Tampa Bay, not entirely, or not Tampa Bay. Oh my goodness, Toronto! I'm not sure what to think about that. Uh, we got another request to speak. And it is from Halal, the guy who asked the uh, question earlier. So, hello, Halal. I hope I am saying. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask about Matt Carpenter. Um, sorry, Cody Bellinger. Do you think he can come to the
1: Yankees and be kind of like a Matt Carpenter?
0: That's an intriguing thought, and that might be a possibility because he's in a you know he's probably very very affordable. Um, obviously, the Yankees can afford everybody. Not to not to sound sly, but I kind of feel that way about the Yankees but you know he's not going to ask too much he's not going to break the bank for a team and considering he's been on a downward slope past couple of years kind of where Matt Carpenter was before coming to the Yankees I think that's definitely a possibility especially with that short porch and right field that just kind of favors him Noah your thoughts on Bell um
1: again I just I don't really see the fit there um especially if they bring back judge I mean that's that's just going to be a crowded outfield at that point um, I, I see Bellinger more as a fit for a team that's on the cusp of contention and maybe not contending. Like, for instance, a team maybe like the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I know obviously they've been in contention for a while, but I kind of feel them falling off a little bit. Um, the Blue Jays, I can see that, um, and obviously they are contending, but um, I can see the San Francisco Giants. I, I, I could see it, honestly a couple of different teams. I could even see the Pittsburgh Pirates bringing in a guy like him uh, if if the price was right, but um Yankees I just I don't really see the match there
0: yeah I mean it's I think it really does depend on what Judge does I do think that Belly could be a fit in New York but it all depends on what they want to do in terms of bringing Judge back um Belly can play first base but considering they already have a lefty hitting first base and Anthony Rizzo uh DH is probably gonna be consumed for a while Hard to believe that Bellinger is going to be a Yankee, but it's definitely not out of the question. Yeah, yeah, for sure. that answer your question? Hello? Yeah, thank you
1: guys so much.
0: No problem at all, dude. Thank you so much for the questions. So um, let's get back to the free agents that are out there right now. Uh, normally we would predict some trades, but considering all the moves that could happen, it's kind of hard to predict that. So let's talk about some of the – um, more underrated uh, free agents that are out there right now. Um, there have been some that have been alluded to already, such as Michael Brantley. Uh Will Myers is out there. He might be a serviceable guy for maybe like a middle-of-the-road team who can afford a decent bat like his. Cody Bellinger's out there. Um, AJ Pollock's out there, and I feel like he's due for an upgrade. Um, there's really a lot out there. So Noah, what are some of those underrated free agents that you think you know, could either return back or make a big impact in 2023?
1: So I think Michael Brantley is a lock to go back to Cleveland. And um, I, I've, I've been talking about this for a little while now. I mean, he had such a good relationship there with that, that organization, and they could use a guy like him right now. They could use a good contact guy, a, a guy that could kind of weather the storm with the young guys and, and help them become an even more contentious team. And I just, I really like that. I don't see Houston bringing him back at this time, at least. They have a lot of young guys that they want to try out there. So I, I definitely think that Michael Brantley to, to Cleveland is a big possibility. Um, Cody Bellinger, I kind of alluded to it before. Um, if I were to give you a team for Bellinger, I would probably say the Toronto Blue Jays. That's that's where I would put my money. Um, and then who else did you say? I'm sorry.
0: Uh, just talking about guys like um, one of the guys that's on my radar in terms of having a bounce back is A.J. Pollock. Uh, but that's not something we have to – Discuss, but that's definitely one that's intriguing for me and that's because over the past couple years I feel like you know he hasn't been terrible but he hasn't been that star-studded talent that we have and considering there's a lot of star outfield depth you know I feel like his I feel like his abilities sort of go under the radar and I feel like considering he hasn't been that great being part of a contender I think is part of AJ Pollock's future maybe as part of like a depth piece maybe not an everyday starter but you know definitely some guy who can come in and you know eat up innings in terms of the outfield but um, AJ Pollock's just on my radar.
1: Yeah, Pollock's a very serviceable player. I mean, he had a little bit of a down year in Chicago last year, but um, you know he was very good with the Dodgers, and obviously before that, very good with Arizona. So I think he's a very good player. And and again, he, he's he's kind of a guy that profiles really nicely for the Pirates. If the Pirates were to go out and, and make a, a move like that, they could use a really good center fielder. He plays great defense. I think his back and rebound. So um, I like that fit. A
0: I love how you say more players are going to the Pirates than me because I'm the one that's supposed to say all the, all the players are going to the well, Pirates. Well, I, 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 I just
1: it. I think that it's it's about time that they they spend maybe a little bit of money to make that team semi competitive. So obviously it probably won't happen, but I I just feel like you know outfield any outfielder on the market right now would be a fit for the Pirates in my opinion. Whether that's Will Myers, Cody Bellinger, AJ Pollock, I mean they they need somebody out there that can play baseball even a little bit. You
0: Yeah, and I feel like – and I guess this could be a hot take for me. I feel like that Bellinger is part of the Pirates um, in in terms of their plans for this year. You got a guy who has been, you know, not the greatest over the past couple of years. He can play designated hitter, which – or I play designated. He can be a designated hitter, which is something the Pirates need. Um, He can play that outfield depth. He could be a nice corner outfield piece. The way I see this working for the Pirates – And I don't want to touch, you know, talk too much about this because this isn't a Pirates podcast, but I can see the outfield scheme next year being G1 Bay in center field, taking that over for Brian Reynolds, who can move back to left field. And, you know, because he's more comfortable there, he just looks more comfortable in left field. G1 Bay didn't do too bad in center field and considering all the infield depth the Pirates possess, uh, moving Bay to the outfield isn't definitely out of the question. Um, But then you leave that right fielding spot or that right field spot where, you know, they got to fill somewhere and yeah, they could look to the minor leagues for that, but I don't think, you know, Cal Mitchell or Diego Castillo, God forbid, is any of those, you know, is part of any of the plans of the future. Bellinger, you know, with that, you know, short wall and right field. And I say short, I mean, short distance. I feel like you bring Bellinger in, it's a hitter friendly ballpark for left-handed hitters against anemic NL central pitching that he could just absolutely clobber and have a bounce back year and probably sign for a very, very affordable price for the Pirates, maybe even like a one-year prove-it deal or something. He can play right field, BDH, sort of take over for that spot. So that's somebody who I think is going to really make an impact for at least the Pirates in the offseason. I think Bellinger is really high on the list. If not, he should be high on the list. Um, Let's talk about some of the big-name free agents out there right now uh, to sort of wrap up this episode. You got guys like Jacob DeGrom, J.D. Martinez, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, the big one. Um, Xander Bogarts is a free agent as well um, I think I said Carlos Correa already But if not, I want to shed some light in there um, Let's start with DeGrom And I really want to hear your thoughts on where you think he's going Because there's really, I think, only two options that a lot of people know about It's the Mets and the Rangers What are your thoughts on
1: So we started hearing today that the Mets had actually made a multi-year offer to DeGrom And we did confirm that, so that is true Um, so I, I think if, if that deal and, and it's been said before, if what the Mets are offering him is similar to a deal that he would get with a different club, I think he stays with the Mets tenfold. Now, if the Rangers come out and they outbid the Mets more than the Mets are willing to pay, obviously he's going to go to Texas because he has stated his, his desire to play in Texas or, you know, his okayness with being in Texas. So, um, I could definitely, I, I think it's a 50, 50 shot at this point, but the Mets are being aggressive with it. They want him back. I think he wants to be back there to some degree. So I'm going to say the Mets.
0: You know, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I like the fact that maybe he could be part of the, um, oh, what the hell am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, he could be part of the Rangers, as a lot of people are starting to rumor him to. But, you know, something just tells me that he's going to be a Met for life. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just he's built that connection with the city since he came up to the MLB. The Mets are still contenders. It's not like they're, you know, in rebuild mode or anything like that. They are definitely, you know, playing to win next year. I think they're gonna we're gonna see them right back in the playoff race, if not maybe a little bit farther. But I feel like losing your ace into Grom is not something you want to do at this time. And I, I I know Steve can do anything he can to bring him back. And you know, I'm not trying to say that to you know, you know, make anybody of another team mad, especially Rangers fans. There's definitely a, a shot that they could do that, but. To me, I feel like DeGrom's going to be a Met for life. They're in win-now mode. If they were more heading towards a rebuild, say they've been competitive for five years or something, and they, nothing's just working, and they finally say, all right, let's rebuild, I feel like they'd let DeGrom walk and just try to be more affordable. But considering their position right now in the MLB and where how, how, you know, how they can win, you know, they're in win now, like I said, I don't think they're going to let DeGrom walk. So you and I both think that he's going to stay with the Mets. Definitely Rangers are not out of the question for a great deal. Talk about some of the the shortstops out there, the middle infielders, I should say. And we'll I'll bring up a trifecta. Bogarts, Trey Turner, and Carlos Correa. Where do you think those three will were- So
1: I think, and, and obviously, big Phillies fan over here. So uh, I think Trey Turner ends up in Philly. Um, I, I think there's a mutual interest there. Bryce Harper is really close with him. Um, and Trey Turner also has a really good relationship with the Phillies hitting coach, Kevin Long, who they actually just extended, which is huge. So I think that's a match made in heaven there, but on the other token, you know Bogarts has that connection with Dave Dombrowski, so that's also a possibility um But if I'm talking about Bogarts, I think Bogarts fits really good in in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. um I think that he could go there and fill the void that Turner's going to leave and you know provide some balance to that lineup so I could see that. Um, Carlos Correa, I have to the Baltimore Orioles, and and I've been saying this for a while now. I actually thought that's where he was going to go last year, but Orioles fell short. He went to Minnesota, which I think he could still go back to Minnesota as well. But I'm going to narrow Correa down to the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, but I'm I'm going to lean more towards the Orioles on that. But those are, that's pretty much where I'm expecting those three guys.
0: To. Let me let's stick with uh, Carlos Correa for a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about your thoughts about him going to Baltimore. Now the thing is. You know, that would probably stir up a lot of discussion because the Minnesota Twins and Baltimore Orioles, in my opinion, are comparable in terms of what they did in 2022. And let's base our thoughts off of that. So the Twins, not the greatest. Orioles had a little bit of a run, but then ultimately fell short, like you said, Mr. Playa. I'm sorry. he They did pretty well this season. They got a lot of youth coming up normally a lot of people would look at that and say why would he not go to a contender right now why he's got the all the advantages in the world he's a great shortstop he can hit defend you know he's a great leader what and he's you know he's got that winning experience with houston it may be a little compromise or you know compromised a little bit but still he's there um why would he choose to go to another club that's in rebuilding mode instead of going to a contender right now i'm intrigued to hear So
1: I would actually consider Baltimore, and this this is kind of alluding to my hot take a little bit. I would consider them to be a contender right now, and here's why. They have one of the best, if not the best, farm systems in the entire league. I mean, the way that they're home-growing these players, you know, Rushman, um, Rodriguez, Grayson Rodriguez, who's coming up. He's going to be a great pitcher. Um, You know, Cedric Mullins out there. I think their window is just now opening. And I think they're one impact player away from being able to snag a wild card spot, especially with the new format of the playoffs. I mean, we saw what the Phillies could do in the last wild card spot. They ran all the way to the World Series and took Houston right down there at the very end. So um, I I think anything's possible. So if the Orioles go out, they get Correa. They get the first face of the franchise guy since Machado. Um, I, I really think they could do some damage and I, you know, I could be totally off here, but I think they're a lot further ahead of, you know, guys like, or teams like the Kansas city Royals or the Minnesota twins or um, what have you. So that's kind of my thought process there. And I, I would actually say that the Orioles are closer to being contender.
0: That's intriguing. That's intriguing. And I have to agree with you to a to a point only the only restrictions I have, this could have been a fluke, based off you know a lot of you know <clears throat> a lot of hype around these guys. You know, maybe next year they don't bring over what they had this year into 2023. But again, that's a lot of ifs, ands, buts, and coconuts. Who knows what they're going to do? Um, but yeah, I mean, now that that reasoning, I could definitely see Correa maybe opting to go to a team like Baltimore with a lot of young, great talent, based off what they did last year. Some other aging vets, and I'm interested to hear your opinions on these guys. And I'm going to go down the list. Justin Verlander, JD Martinez, who a lot of people think is probably going to sign for, you know, not maybe a big contract like some would think. Noah Syndergaard, who you know all too well, and Kenley Jansen. A lot of rumors speculating the Giants are looking to add to their bullpen with Kenley Jansen. But uh, out of, you know, with those four guys, you know, who's, I'm going to ask a two part question here. Who stays with their original team, if any? And if they don't stick with their original team, where do you think?
1: All right. So I'll start with Justin Verlander. Um, he's not staying in Houston. Uh, Houston's MO is not dishing out large contracts. I mean, we, we know that. So they let Correa walk. I, I don't see anything being different with Verlander. I mean, Verlander won a ring there. That's, that's cool. But um, I think Verlander ultimately goes to LA or the Mets or the Yankees, you know, one of those big market teams. Um, and I think he gets a two, three year deal, which would be risky if I'm a GM, but that's kind of what I see happening with him. JD Martinez. Um, I think there's a really good mutual respect there between him and Boston. Um, I think if he doesn't stay in Boston, he's going to end up in Miami. He's from that area. And I think that's really the only other place that he may have a desire to play at his age. So, um, I'm going to say either he stays in Boston, goes to Miami, or he just flat out retires, which would be a sad day. Um, Kenley Jansen. Um, I think he has a lot of suitors, um, but ultimately um, I have him going back to Atlanta. I just, I think he fit in really nicely there, but um, I could definitely see him going to San Francisco and obviously they've had some preliminary talks there and uh, it seemed to be progressing pretty good. Um, And who was the other guy that you said?
0: Um,
1: Noah Syndergaard. That's right.
0: So Thor,
1: he's kind of a wild card for me. I mean, when he came over to Philly, he was kind of hit or miss. His velo is is down a lot. Um, he, he, he throws a lot of strikes, but he misses a lot of spots, if that makes sense. I mean, he gets hit really hard. Whenever he's missing his spots, I mean, he's getting shelled. And there was, I, I believe it was his first start with the Phillies against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati just, they were beating the crap out of the ball off of him. I mean, I think they had 11 hits through five innings off of him. So I just, I see him more as a reliever now and he had a lot of success out of the bullpen with the Phillies. So I know that's crazy to say, but Tommy John surgery does some pretty crazy stuff to some guys sometimes, and and some guys never come back from it. So um, as a reliever, I could see him fitting with pretty much all 30 teams. But if you want me to give you a team about him, I would say he probably ends up with somebody like Tampa Bay. I could, I could see him going back to the angels. Um, I could see him going all kinds of places, the Washington nationals. I mean, you know, teams that need depth or just need pitching in general, that's kind of where I would would fall.
0: You know, I'm going to say I feel like a lot of places or a lot of these players are going to stay with their original teams. I do. I know you say that the Astros don't like handing out huge contracts, but at the same time, off the year that Verlander had, I feel like they're going to buy into that, maybe sign him back for like one or two more years. I know that seems kind of low for Verlander, but given his age. I don't think they're going to try it, but they're not going to try it to the extent, you know, of, you know, screwing themselves for the next like three to five years or something. I think it's going to be something like that. Um, I, I feel like he's going to sign back for maybe like a two-year, $40 million deal. Uh, or if that maybe a three-year deal with an opt-out after the second, not too sure about that, but I definitely see, I, I really think they're going to try to bring Verlander back for another year to Houston. JD, I'm kind of with you on, you know, where he wants to go, um, he, he's kind of a wild card for me, and I'm not—I I don't have like a team in mind that I could see him going to. But I do think a change of scenery is in his—is is in his cards, really. Um, I'll go with you. I'll maybe I'll give the team that you said he might be going to, and that's Miami. I feel like he's gonna, like you said, you know, maybe since he's getting toward the end of his career, he's gonna look to settle down a little bit, and why not do that with the team that you know is around your home area try to spend some time more with your family if you can. Um, so I, I'll I'll go with you and say that, you know, J.D. Martinez is going to be in Miami Marlin. You're going to hate me, but I really think that Thor is going to stay in Philadelphia. No, and I feel I, like I'm, I'm Jans-
1: not going to hate you about that. I, I really didn't mind Thor, especially in the postseason. I mean, he was really effective out of the bullpen, so I I, I would not be mad about
0: I guess I guess you would hate me is probably the, you know, very strong term to say, but... I feel like maybe they're they're just gonna try to build off what they have I mean with how big of a run they made last year i don't I don't see them maybe getting rid of all this talent they have, especially Thor who could like you said be a serviceable bullpen piece but um that's uh, to be determined Kenley jansen um trying to something tells me that he's gonna be very talked about and juggled between a lot of teams um and it's hard for me to put a finger on whether or not he's going to be part of a contender or not. Um, but something tells me that he's going to go back to Los Angeles. I don't know why, but something in the back of my head thinks, hey, he's going to go back to the Dodgers. They're going to try to get him a cheap value, put him in the bullpen, maybe not be that closer role that he used to be, but definitely going to be a late inning guy, maybe try to respark some of that magic that he brought a couple of years back. I like I like seeing Kenley in Dodgers, you know, in the Dodgers colors. Um, it's really them or the Braves, and I don't think the Braves are going to try to bring him back. I think they're going to try to get some young talent in that bullpen. So I'm going to say that Kenley goes to the Dodgers. So that's it. That's a look at some of the big stars, some of the low stars, and some of the trades that we made. Uh, time to get to our segment, our favorite segment with the hot takes. No, we kind of teased them a little bit throughout the show, but since it's the defining moment, what are a hot take or two that you have?
1: Oh, crap. I hit the wrong button.
0: Um, well, I'm going to go with like a two-part hot
1: take. So my first hot take is that Aaron Judge goes back to the Yankees, and that's not so much the hot take, but it's going to be that he is going to sign the largest AAV-laden contract for a position player. So I think that would be $44 million a year or $43 million a year. It, it surpasses Trout. That's what. That's all I know. Um, And I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Yankees are going to, you know, do panic mode and do that to make sure he doesn't go anywhere else. Um, and to s- kind of segue away from that to my next hot take that I alluded to earlier, um, I'm going to say that the Baltimore Orioles actually contend this upcoming season and they sign Carlos Correa. Uh, but I'm going to say that they actually contend for the division title. And yes, I'm going to be called crazy, whatever. That's fine. That's why it's a hot take. But for some reason I just I see a lot I've getting a lot of like early Houston Astros contention vibes out of this team. And it's it's ironic because there are actually a lot of guys who helped build the Astros now helping build the Orioles. So that's my hot take there.
0: All right. My hot take. I'm gonna go with one that we said earlier. Cody Bellinger will be a pirate. I feel like he's gonna sign a one year prove it deal. They might try to deal him at the deadline and get a get a massive haul. If not, uh, he's going to at least stay for the year, see what he can do, and maybe play that right field spot. It's not going to be the greatest contract in the world, but uh, given his past, I don't think that's going to be really much of an issue. And um uh, trying to think of maybe another one because, you know, what's you know you got to double up the ante a little bit. And, and while, uh, while,
1: while you're waiting to double it up, I just want to throw this out here too if any of you guys have a hot take that you want to share before we go off of this, I mean, feel free to request a speaker, send it in the chat. We'd be happy to discuss it real quick. Just uh, don't make it too crazy. Cause uh, you know, we got to end this soon.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, having some time to think I'm going to make a way too early prediction and I think it's going to stir a lot of controversy, some conversation, but I don't think it's completely off the table in 2023. The Seattle Mariners are winning it all. I strongly believe that. Again, people are going to call me crazy. People might hate me. People might, you know, be like, oh, I'm never following MLB marathon ever again. That's fine. But considering all the young talent they have, all you know, they just brought in Tay Oscar and there's still a lot of offseason around. The Seattle Mariners are fully engaged. They caught a little bit of a sniff of the postseason last year and they want the whole meal this time. So I really think they're going to try to bring it around. Before we sign off, Logan Whitson's got something for us. Logan, what's up?
1: Logan, you got to unmute yourself to speak.
0: Sorry about that. I joined in late. Um, I just want to say my hot take is the New York Yankees signed not only Aaron
1: Judge, but another big-name free agent.
0: Let's make it a little interesting. What big-name free agent do you think they're going to go after? Probably Trey Turner. Okay, I could see that. Well, especially that, 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 especially that, with them trying to trade burns Labor me. Torres.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but that, that just burns me as a Phillies fan. I mean, I, <laughs> Trey, Trey Turner's got to be a Philly man. He's got to, he's got to. He's, that's probably where he ends up, but I think they at least try.
0: If it's not Trey
1: Turner, it's probably... Uh, maybe Ballinger or Correa maybe. How cool would that be? Um I'd go puke.
0: <laughs> All right. Let me guess. Because of his stuff with the Astros. Yep. Oh, come on <laughs> man. man. Come Good on,
1: man. man. We gotta we gotta get over that now. He's paying his dues. <sighs> we if we didn't sign him last year, we're not signing him this year.
0: Okay, that's a fair point. Well, Logan, thanks so much. Uh, if you want to go back and listen when this podcast is published, and uh, we actually did touch on that a little bit about who the Yankees might go after. So uh, if you can, um, check out the episode when it's made live, which comes out tomorrow at the time of the recording. Um, but that'll do it for us here at MLB Marathon. It's a hot take segment. We thank Logan so much for giving us a little bit of a hot take from the audience. As always, make sure to follow MLB Marathon. That's MLB Marathon on Twitter and Instagram, I believe as well. We also have a TikTok page. Uh, Our buddy JT posts some great content on there. So go follow all those platforms and be sure to subscribe to MLB Marathon and all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast. really. You can find us even on Spotify because right here, Spotify Live, we meet every Sunday, or close to every Sunday and we want you to be part of the audience. Make sure you have your notifications on. Follow Noah and I here on Spotify Live. You'll get information about uh, when we'll go live on Spotify live with MLB marathon. And, uh, we hope you can join us in for the discussion next week. Hopefully we get some news and action around the MLB world, uh, in the coming week. Uh, but if not, we'll try to predict a little bit more play a uh, guesser, I guess, tomorrow or next week, whenever we record Noah, as always great stuff. Can't wait to do it again next week. Yeah. And, and, uh, I just want to say go birds nine and one. No birds. All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. This has been MLB Marathon's weekly podcast on Spotify Live, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on social media. We'll see you next week.